Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Diane Callahan, your host for The Lighthearted Life. Our topic today is living in joy, something that I love talking about. And our special guest today is Scott Lorette. He is the author of The Unbreakable Boy, soon to be uh, premiering as a major, major motion picture. So welcome, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. And good morning to you. I am so excited to have you on the show. I absolutely loved reading The Unbreakable Boy. And so can you just give us like um, a little quick overview about the book and the the book that leads into the movie like what is the story we're talking about here well it for the longest time i described it kind of i call it now an elevator pitch because it's it's so much more than the elevator pitch but i used to always just say that it was about a story about this autistic kid who's broken almost every bone in his body he's had his heart removed repaired and replaced he's got an addict father a suicidal mother and a perfect younger brother it's a story of faith it's dark it's hilarious it's inspiring and i kind of went with that and in reality uh, my my partner my movie producing partner peter faccinelli had just he stopped me once i actually was doing a radio interview and afterwards he he called me and said you know your story's so much more than that you know that all that stuff's in there but and then he paused and he just said you know it, it's so much more and it's going to change the world and i i just i kind of had a little trouble coming to grips with that you know what he meant by that you know my little story you know changing the world and and whatnot but uh that's that's kind of what it is, though. It's it's a very simple premise. It's just it's a story about me and my family. That's it. You know, um, I do think it's world changing because I love the the aspect that you write about in the book about you coming to faith and mm-hmm. and coming to um, just embrace God and 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 His leadership in your life and. And you're just, you know, as you read it, you're just like the, the every guy, like the regular guy who wants to go party and find a cute girl and, you know, have some parties <laughs> and, you know, I mean, just like all of us, you know, having some fun. And then um, life starts happening and you start having to uh, choose to live that life or combust. Right. Well, you know, it's you bring up faith, and it's. Yes. I kind of put a few things together uh, because, you see, writing the book and, and making the movie, the entire process, like like the last fifteen years, it's just been such a cathartic, might be the right word, but it's a such a transformative experience for me because what I learned and it, it's been at the forefront of my thoughts every day for like fifteen years, which is 
kind of like my mantra, and it could easily be the title of my next book, my new book, which is The Only Way I Fail is If I Quit. And the more I mm-hmm. thought about that and the more that I said that, I just realized, you know, that's, that's like faith. You know, that's like my higher power. Um, I, know that, I know that he, you know, will never quit on me. And yeah. uh, it's, it's just bottom line. Um, my faith and my higher power will always be there. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, no quitting. Uh, that's not part of the part of the equation. So, I I'm glad that I went with that and still believe that uh, that it's not overconfidence at all. It's just simply I know I'm going to succeed because I'm never going to quit. And that's that's what I took into it with uh, with my journey in terms of you know getting an agent, which is probably some folks think is more difficult than actually getting published. You know, and then not just making <laughs> yes. a movie. Yeah, not just making a movie, but, you know, being with one of the biggest, you know, uh, studios in the world. So I just, I just never decided I just didn't want to quit. And that's just, I kind of went with that because, oddly enough, um, I was lucky because I didn't realize so much of what I didn't know, which was a blessing, because I didn't, if I maybe would have known some of the difficulties and some of the things I was trying to do, it maybe would have discouraged me, but I think not knowing some of those things ended up being a, uh, an advantage for me. And uh, so uh, I've got that. Well, you know, you, <laughs> one thing that you, I know that you believe in is that fortune favors the bold, and you just went out there. I mean, and you know, we're going to talk, I want to talk a lot about Austin and his, just how amazing he is, but I, I want to get into this. You just went out there to write this book and to put it forward and with the, this vision. And like you said, you just after it with perseverance and with, you know, like, you know, you know how they say, I want to be, I want to have the confidence of a four-year-old in a Superman t-shirt. That was you. Mm-hmm. You were just like, I'm <laughs> doing it, you know? So how did you, like, how did you, happen just like you just called every agent you could find or well the one of the things I I only realized later was that every single thing I did regarding the book and the movie and I'll just talk about all of it together but was a first every single thing was a first and I've got the ultimate support of my family my wife and our boys however in terms of the agent thing and the publisher and all this and that it was it was it was me just trying to figure it out you have to get an agent you cannot go to a publisher without an agent and I ended up getting these two they're kind of like the gospel when it comes to literature you have to get these books on how to find an agent because there are literally thousands and thousands of different agents with different genres so I mm-hmm. had to find the right types of agents, and then I had to do what's called querying, which is where you put a package together, and it's all done electronically now. And I had to do that just to get represented, and I was very fortunate because I, I got an agent very quickly, in, in a matter of mm-hmm. hours, actually, not days or weeks yeah. or even years. And so I was very lucky in that regard. And then fast-forwarding, I, I had to learn that my publisher, HarperCollins, they retained all the theatrical and the media rights. So I had to request my theatrical rights back, which was a legal, uh, a legal document and a, and a legal process. And I learned how to make that document. And I said, hey, 
I'm going to make a TV show. I want my rights back. And they didn't even question it. They just signed him back and I got him. And so I was free to do what I wanted in terms of making a movie or a TV show or whatever. And I didn't know any of that. And it, it, it really, you know, when I look back upon this and it's hard for me to really kind of step back and, and kind of survey the entire um, field of play. And I realize only now that how much of a moonshot it is to not just write a book, but write a really successful book with a big publisher and then make a major motion picture. It's going to be set for wide distribution all over the, not just the North America, but a large part of Europe. So I do not take for granted that it's, it's really rare. It just, in a sense, it doesn't happen. And it's, it's just crazy. It really is crazy. But, you know what that tells me, though? Um, it tells me that this story, not just story, but your story and your wife, Teresa, and Logan, this story needs to be told. It needs to get into people's hearts. It has, just like Peter said, it has the ability to really change lives or to um, change the way people think or see and so I think that all of those miracles along the way with the agent and with the publisher and with the, the movie, they were just boom, 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 because they were lined up on purpose because this story, the unbreakable boy needs to be told. It's not going to not be told. Right. And I, I, I don't, there's luck obviously involved with some things, but I, I'm a firm believer that you, you create, you create your own luck and you create your own circumstances and things like that. And it, uh, but I, I think, I think all of it though stems back to my ultimate belief and my faith that I just know, you know, I envision it. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of visualization and it, this might sound kooky, but from the early days of writing my blog up to even present day, I visualized everything. I saw it in kind of like a video reel inside my brain. I saw everything happening and I knew mm-hmm. it, I knew why and I knew what, but I did not always know when or how. I just knew that moving forward and continuing and keeping the faith and persevering was going to accomplish that. And, you know, here we are. It's, I get it now when people talk about how it took so many years to make a book or make a movie or whatever. Um, it takes time, and perseverance includes patience. And yes. um, and I did that, but uh, I just, you know, my wife always, always kept telling me. Just uh, whenever I would question myself, she said, "Just say let let go." You know, God's got it, the God thing, and it's all happening. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep moving forward, and keep the attitude you got. Absolutely, and you know. The thing is that people, it's very easy to to spin inside your head getting caught up in the how. Like, well, how is it going to happen and how, how, how? Well, nothing's going to happen unless something's happening. Like, you're not going to publish a book unless you write a book, right? You don't, you have to do the doing. You have to do your part. And then the how starts to create itself. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like, you know, wind, right? It just starts to been on its own, its own uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Velocity. 
Right. You have to start. You have to step out. Just like you are talking about, you have to step out and action and have the vision, have the perseverance, and then let all that velocity start to happen when you're out there already doing the doing. Um, well, that, I'm going to go – oh, go ahead, Scott. No, you go ahead. Um, no, that that's a great point because I, I think that – and I have that, and I've been giving a lot of talks um, – over the last three months. And, and one of the things that I, I bring up is just the fact of just starting, just action, just beginning. And because a lot of folks ask me, you know, hey, I want to write a book. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, and I said, you know what? I, I said, oftentimes it's just that simple first step. It, it opens up like a floodgate. For example, um, about 10 days ago, I sat down on my Mac and I wrote the title page to my next book, my name and my date and um, the revision and, you know, which draft it was and, and whatnot. And then I opened up to page two. And it, that is very, very simple. It took me about 10 or 15 minutes. But I've begun my second book. And otherwise, yep. it took, you know, the last several weeks or months, I was just sitting there, yeah, I need to start my second book. I need to start my next book. But until you actually write, so if anybody asks me, hey, I want to write a book, how do I, how do, I do that? It's really simple. Just start writing. Uh, because yes. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. Uh, I heard an interview, and they quoted uh, Mr. Rogers, and he said that if you sit down with anybody and truly, genuinely get to understand them and know them, everybody's got a story. Everybody. Yes. And so just start, step, and start writing. That's exactly, that's exactly what I tell people, too. And as a matter of fact, Scott, you know, you and I are in the, kind of the same position. My, I've written my first book, and it came out, it just flowed, right? And so it's been out for, I don't know, about three years now, and I'm mm-hmm. working on my second one. And it's the same thing. It's like just start writing it. Just start pounding it out. And, um, and if you want to be a writer, if you want to publish a book, if you want to be a writer, you have to write. That's all there is to it. You have to write. Um, so listen, we are going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, I, I want to talk about Austin. I, wanna, I want our listeners to meet Austin through you. So we're going to take a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors right now. All right. Women Lead Radio is brought to you by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. And now, Diane, back to your show. We're back to The Lighthearted Life, and with us today is Scott Lorette, and we are talking about his book, soon-to-be major motion picture, The Unbreakable Boy. Scott, if, I, if you were going to um, introduce our listeners to Austin, your firstborn son, what would you tell us about him? Well, Austin is one of a kind, and I actually, I did the numbers. I I ran the numbers years ago on, you know, finding how many people in the world had heart 
you know, heart, heart issues like Austin does, had autism and has osteogenesis imperfecta, which is his genetic bone disease. And the number is really crazy. It's something like one in 4.5 billion. So there's only oh. probably a couple other, couple other people in the world quite like Austin. But he, he's autistic, and it's a spectrum, and everybody, a lot of people are probably familiar with that. But Austin is verbal and social as an autistic, and he's verbal and social to a fault. He's over the top. He's gregarious. He's loud. He's hilarious. And it, it, at the same time, and, and I think sometimes some people may not understand when I tell them that Austin has more love in his pinky than any 10 people combined. At the same time, it, there are days where it's just, it's horrible living with him because it's so challenging. He does not know how to stop talking. He doesn't. He just he can't physically, physically control his talking, and it's difficult. You know, Austin will be 28 years old this this year, and he lives with us. And his brother Logan uh, will be 26 this year. But Austin is just full of joy, and he's addicted to movies and music, and meeting new friends and loving people. That's pretty much his life, really, in a, in a nutshell. And he just wants to be happy and, and love people and meet new people. In fact, he has more care and love for strangers than he does probably any other type of person. You know, um, when I asked you the question, what popped into my head was Austin is love. I, um, I have the joy of being one of his Facebook friends. Ugh. And so I, I mean, I wish the whole world could be his Facebook friend and just experience life and love, love in life through, he just, he loves you and Teresa so much and your daughter. Oh, by the way, how is Stella? Is she doing okay? Oh, oh well, Stella's, she's, well, for folks who don't know, she's a French bulldog and she's about 14 mm-hmm. years old and she had a stroke and she's okay. pretty much blind and, and her right side's yeah. kind of paralyzed and she's, She's doing. She's hanging in there. I'll just say that she's hanging, hanging in there. In. She's my baby. She's my baby, and it's uh, it's tough. But uh, she can't do the stairs, and I have to pick her up everywhere. And uh, it's uh, it's tough. You know, for anybody that has has cats and dogs, probably understand. Yeah. You know, kind of where we are. It's just a tough situation. Thanks for asking. Oh, oh, you're welcome. I mean, you know, talks about her all the time. Um, one of the things that. Um, that you wrote about, uh, wrote about or mentioned um, at the end of the book is you, quote, you were writing a letter to your wife and you quoted, um, you know, the po- poet Khalil Gibran. Sure. Saying, the, the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. And I wrote that down because I thought, wow. And, and there there is some sorrow in your in your story. I mean, there's sorrow in all of our stories. But when we look to live in joy, um, and you also even said, like, if we act like we're happy and full of joy, then we are. Like, let's be happy. Let's find ways to be joyful, no matter what. That's how your family has, has lived your lives together. Yes, and don't get me wrong. There, there The times where Austin... And we, we were just sharing this with some friends uh, the other night at dinner where 
we'll be the most frustrated with Austin. He's doing something and or not doing something, and we're just at our wit's end. And and what Austin will do, oftentimes he will he'll just look at us and smirk and just belly laugh or just do something so funny. And and we take it's a situation where we're so frustrated, and we all three of us end up on the floor laughing because of <laughs> him changing you know, what's going on. And that's just the kind of person Austin is. But you mentioned Khalil Gibran and I have, they're, they're like two quotes or scriptures that are just so meaningful to me. Uh, In terms of scripture, it's second Timothy four, seven, and it's really appropriate in terms of our story. And folks can look that up if they want and, and read what I'm talking about and they'll totally understand. But the other is the poem. Khalil Gibran is like the third most famous poet in the world behind Shakespeare mm-hmm. and I can't think of number two. It's a Chinese guy. Anyway, and I absolutely believe that. I, I'm not sure. I think I was looking up quotes to use in my book to put mm-hmm. at the beginning of each chapter. And I found this because I, I wanted to look at something on joy and I found this and I'm like, oh my gosh. That, it, it's totally true because if somebody can, I think, really, and that gets to the meaning of the book, and you haven't asked me that, but it's if somebody can look at their own station in life and realize, oh, my gosh, I've got so many variables and obstacles and, you know, this really stinks right now. I just think, you know, the more you've got on your plate, I think that just makes you available to have that much more joy when you clear that mm-hmm. off, when you get rid yeah. of that crud. And I really like that you know, a metaphor, analogy, whatever you want to call it. I think it's wonderful, and I, I love it. Well, you know, that's why I wanted to talk about it today in the show for our listeners. It's, you know, we, we kind of go along, you know, really hoping that life will just stay all smooth sailing, sunshine and rainbows, hunky-dory. But the truth is that if it were to be like that, we would miss out on so much gratitude and we would miss out on um, being humbled by the help and care and love of other people poured into our lives. We would be isolated. Do you know? It's like when hard things happen, and, you know, I've had some hard things. I mean, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, one thing is when I was in high school, our whole neighborhood burned down. And, my, and it was hard. I mean, I'm one of five kids, and my, it was hard for my parents. But my mom would say, I don't have any time to feel upset or sorry for myself. I'm spending every day feeling grateful and thankful and all these people are coming forward and it's all working out and God is just pouring his love on us through all these people. And so if you don't ever have a time of struggle or hardship or, you know, a painful time or a dark time, um, you don't get to experience this. The light is so much more brilliant and beautiful when you've been in the dark to some degree. Right. And, and right. I, I don't, I would hate people. I mean, we think about our kids, right? We don't want to ever our kids to go through hard things and we want them and, 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 and that's, that's a, that's from our hearts, but we also don't want to create a life for them where they don't get to understand. They don't get to see that brilliance. You know, we can't, we don't want to protect them away from all the beauty that comes out of brokenness or darkness or hard times. So, um, but I want to, cause you know, we're, this is only 30 minutes. You and I could talk for, well, we have talked for well over I know. in the past, 
Absolutely. Um, but tell me, I have two last things, really. Tell me that I didn't ask about the meaning of the book, but I want to. Tell me the meaning of the book. Well, I think it, it in, therein lies what you were just kind of chatting about, which is how I wrote this down, that your challenges and struggles enable gratitude and joy. And that, that goes along with the saying from Khalil Gibran. But in that also, uh, I think, relates directly to the meaning of the book, which is the book is for, for any person. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just, uh, I'm just the vehicle. Our story is just the vehicle for other people to just realize that no matter what, it, I, I firmly believe this, with, with love and faith, everything will always get better. And mm-hmm. whether I'm going about finances or relationship or, or whatever it may be, anything, I, I do. I, I, it's like a checklist I go through in my brain that I, I know that um, this, this, and this is, is true, and, and this is the situation we're in, and I know that it will be okay. I know that it will be okay. And I hope that people can read the book and see the movie and just realize, hey, I've got that. Or, and I've had so many people over the years contact me, strangers, and just tell me that I read this or, you know, I read your article, I heard your interview, and it, it changed my dad's life. Or they stopped drinking or, you know, our relationship is better because we totally understand where you're coming from having special needs or this or that. So it I, I do kind of get it now. You know, our story, it's just, a, it's just a story, but it's a story that so many people can relate to and it resonates with. And, and that's what yeah. I hope happens. That's what I hope happens. And, you know, I have, to, I have to tell you, though, you mentioned Austin and Facebook. And I cannot <laughs> tell you the number of – I can't tell you the number of people that have messaged me, called me, emailed me, and told me, you know, if I'm ever having a bad day, I look at Austin's Facebook wall. I look at oh, his yes. Facebook page. And it's true because I, my brother Kevin, who, you know, one of my dear brothers, all three of them are, but Kevin will call me just crying, laughing, because did you, did you see Austin's wall? Did you see what he said this morning? And I said, no, I didn't. He's like, oh, my gosh, you've got go, you to go look at it, and then he'll hang up. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's what Austin brings to the world. Well, let me ask you, before I forget, and then I have another thing I want to ask you, but if people sure. want to get a hold of you or find out more about you, find out more about Austin, find out about the movie, how can they get a hold of you? Well, I have a new email that I'm using, and if they read the book or get to know the story or me, it'll make sense. But my email is thegreenpants at outlook.com. And that's Green really pants the best. At outlook.com. <laughs> the Green Pants, one word, the Green Pants at Outlook.com. Of course, I have social media, Instagram and Facebook uh, that they can always uh, find me on. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I love social media, truly, and it's a great thing. And, uh, but that's the best way to get a hold of me. And then is there, is there a website for the book? Is it um, Boy? It is, it is, and uh, we're just kind of in a, kind of in a holding pattern because we've got a lot of stuff with, that we want to update and put on there. But it's, uh, you know, with the premiere of the movie being pushed, we, we just, I don't know what the premiere is yet, and everybody's asking me about that. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was to Sorry have been March that. 18th. I know it was to have been March 18th, and all the marketing started Christmas Day, and you know, we've seen posters in movie theaters all over the world. 
and here we are. It, it got pushed. So um, I wish I could tell you even – give you even a hint of when the premiere is going to be, but I don't know. I just don't know. Know when we know, right? Yep, absolutely. You'll know when I know. There you go. <laughs> now, so um, we have a couple more minutes in our show. And what I really want to wrap up with is, you know, you, you write in the book that, first of all, I want to tell the readers, get the book, read the book. It is hilarious. You will laugh. You will cry. I cried. You'll see yourself. You'll see um, the hope of how we can all live a more joyful life. I, it's a beautiful book to read. And, and you write that you, you know, you want to be more like Austin. And with all of his beautiful traits. And so how can Austin, how can his example, Scott, help us all to have an, a, a lighthearted outlook on life? What can we do well, that Austin does? I think change your perspective because Austin's perspective is it's all about joy and love and mm-hmm. making today better than yesterday and tomorrow better than today to be a little cliche there, but that's all he lives for. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can't get happy being around Austin, I don't know, I don't know what, what can make you happy, but uh, it's his perspective. Absolutely. And he, I, it's hard to really find a time where Austin is negative. Mm -hmm. It just, it just doesn't happen. And, uh, oh, and as for the book though, Amazon's the easiest place because people always ask, right? Currently, Amazon's oh, yeah. the easiest place. Yep. And they can see the new book cover too because it's on the digital version. And the new book cover is extremely cool. It's really, really cool. But yeah, that's, well, that would I be it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I think I always sign my books. Um, I always kind of sign off when I'm autographing something and remember to always live like Oz. And I probably signed your book that way. I don't know if I've signed your book yet. But anyway, and I mean that. And I, I sign it all the time. That's what I say. Always remember to live like Oz. Because Oz lives in compassion and love and joy and fun. And he lives in the moment every day. And that's, yes. that's what it means to live a lighthearted life. And I can't believe we've already, it's the end of our show. That's our show for today. Scott, Thank you so much for being my guest. I've looked forward to this show for months. And I want to also thank all of our listeners. We have listeners in the United States, but also in other countries across the world. We're an international show. And after our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all the regular subscription podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio. You can get us everywhere. And we are expanding quickly to a daily radio show. So soon we're going to be every single day. But for now, we'll be back again for another live Woman Lead radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. And it has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. And I want to encourage you to go make it a beautiful week, live like Oz, and be sure that you have a lighthearted outlook so you can live a joy-filled, lighthearted life. Bye-bye. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. 
For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.